Welcome to Gold Star Classroom, the podcast where our panelists go back to school. We'll grade them on their answers to a variety of general knowledge and trivia questions. They don't know what we're going to ask, and we don't know what they're going to say. The student with the highest grade at the end of the class will win the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. I'm your host and headmaster, Professor Jerry Jaffe. Welcome to today's episode of Gold Star Classroom, and it is my pleasure to introduce today's students. Sitting directly across from me is a regular at the Broadway Comedy Club, Melissa Stokowski. Hi. Hi, Melissa. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming to class today. My pleasure. And sitting on my right is a regular at the Comedy Cellar in Austintown, Jesse Huber. What's up? How you doing? Nothing. What's up with you? I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. I'm excited. I hope so. You are dressed for success today, my friend. I am. I'm like, I have to say. Go Bach and all. Let's Nothing is better than visual humor on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was the idea. And sitting on my left is a regular fixture at MTV, Sean Lynch. What's going on, Jerry? Nothing. <laughs> Thanks for coming to class again today. Oh, man. I love this, man. I'm, I'm, I'm raring to go for the Golden Banana. Sean has been in class before. Have you ever won the Golden Banana before? Yeah, I, re- I actually won it the first time oh. at uh, Lake Erie. Oh, well, we yeah, have a, was... a defending Golden Banana champion. It's which part- I might, which, I, which I'd love to mention is the Golden Banana is the name of the only gay bar in Boston, which I think is amazing. <laughs> well, you get five points for knowing that. Oh, come on. Ah. Fair. <laughs> All right. <Suck> up. <laughs> Well, welcome to today's class. As your teacher, I will be quizzing you on questions across the breadth and width of human knowledge. And as any good teacher would do, I'll be grading your answers. And the student with the highest grade at the end of today's class will win the coveted classroom prize, the aforementioned golden banana. Yeah, baby. All right. (laughs) Are you ready for your first question? Yes. Our first question comes from the realm of film history. And I have in mind a very... Famous actor, I will say famous enough that you all know the name, but rather than uh, tell you the name, I'm going to ask you obscure questions about this person until such time as you figure out who this person is. First of all, this person is, um, as a young man, did go to Yale, and Yale, of course, has a famous acting school in it, Mm -hmm. but he did not go as a theater major. He went as an art historian. Mm. Yes. Okay, all right. I was just going to say Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he was Al Gore's roommate. Pauly Shore, yeah. hands down, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely has to be Pauly Shore. I think Pauly Shore may have gone to Yale in a movie. Oh, in a movie, I'm, I'm, I'm right. trying to imagine that movie. Dude on campus. <laughs> yes, dude on campus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> in fact, uh, later in life after this actor was a well-known Hollywood commodity, he published a book on art with the lovely title, I Like What I Know. Why does it sound like James Franco for some reason? James Franco is known as an art lover. Okay, yeah. so he's uh, a Colombian. And he just went to Colombia. Ah, still, still stumped. I'm stumped, yeah. yeah. Um, this will give you a little bit of a time frame if this helps you. For about 10 years, from the 62 to 71, this person had a signature collection of art sold at Sears. Like reprints of famous works of art oh, that he supposedly chose and like endorsed as great works of art. So it was like his signature collection <laughs> of great artists. Man, Man this is tough. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> rattle off a few names. <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> under this will give you another little era. Uh, 
Did he even go to college? Yes, yeah. no, he did. <laughs> Under the uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower administration, this actor was in fact appointed to the Indian Arts and Crafts Board. Oh my God, Billy Jack. Nobody should have been. Mm. In addition to being an art connoisseur, this person was known as a chef and, in fact, also had a TV cook show, cookery show, whose name I cannot tell you because it has the actor's name in the name of the cookery show. You got somebody who's cooked, endorsed art, Paul Newman. No Paul Newman, (laughs) although. um, Paul Newman also has a connection to Boston, not, however, the Golden Banana Bar. I assume. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman? This person has over uh, 100 film appearances. Ah. Wes Studi? No. Um. And his grandfather, which is going back to the 19th century, was a chemist who actually invented baking soda. Okay. You can't get weirder trivia than that. Yeah, that's very I'm digging deep there. Wow. You think when he was in the bars as a as an actor, like trying to get famous, he's like, you know, my grandfather made bacon soda. <laughs> so I got that the going. Of bacon yeah, soda would be happy. that's like a hipster thing. I'm kind of like the baking soda prince, <laughs> the heir to this thing. Yes. Wow, man. Oh, man. Hume, I mean, it's gonna be an old cat like Hume Cronin, as uh, an Wilford art, Brimley. As an art history major, this actor. Um, spent some time in London studying art, and his first significant acting role was in a play in London because they needed someone who could speak fluent German. Oh, okay. As a young intellectual, he was fluent in German. Wow. Ernest Borgnine? Oh, no, but what a great actor. (laughs) (laughs) Five points for just mentioning Ernest Borgnine. I have to give you that. Let's see. Uh, Listen, we gotta come up Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> Sean's killing us here. Uh, we to. No. I feel like I can't even name any of the, I, the old actors that Sean even knows about. Like, I feel uh, like we're the burnt out students. Well, that's like, totally. I, I'm the stoner. I, I thought that Sean would have an advantage with this, but he hasn't gotten there yet. I know. So you okay. all can um, get him at the post. All right. After returning to New York, this actor acted for a time with Orson Welles' famous Mercury Theater Company. Oh, okay. His first film appearance was in 1933. I'll tell you the name of the film because no one here has watched it or seen it. The Thief and the Cobbler. It's my favorite movie. (laughs) All right, get Netflix on right now. That was just Uh, your last two boyfriends. That's uh, (laughs) right. Last night's any indication. Um, (laughs) I'm going to give you the first clue that probably means anything, and it probably still does not mean anything. All right. His first major film where he was like recognized in a major role and people said, here's a young actor of note, was a 1944 film called Laura. Right. Mitchum? Uh, as, pro- as probably the youngest guy in the room, I'm just going to take a weird, take weird, a weird guess. Take a weird, weird guess. Boris Karloff? No, but this oh, person appeared nice. in a film with Boris Karloff in 1939. Yeah. Ah, so he's in a Frankenstein much. movie, I think. So, uh, the, film in que- the film in question was The Tower of London, a oh, 1939 Boris Karloff production. Okay, okay, come on. Do this. Not Lon Chaney, not Lon Chaney. Uh, in the 1960s, this actor starred in a number. This is going to give it away, by the way, so get ready to race to the finish. Right. Someone's about to get a lot of points. All right. Uh, a number of low-budget successes with Roger Corman. Starring- Robert Vaughn. No. Boo. Ah. Starting <laughs> with 1960s House of Usher. 
Vincent Price. We have a winner. Wow. Yes. Have a winner. yes. A plus Jesse Huber. Wow. All right. Wow. <laughs> Respect. Uh, he is most known now and had his most sort of commercial success with these Edgar Allan Poe adaptations. Oh, yeah. And Thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was going to ask you about Thriller uh, when we got to it. Um, he performed the sinister monologue in Thriller, both on the album, and then that was used in the music video as well. Uh, do you know what year that actually was? 1983? So close. 94. Two. Ah, oh, 82. 1982. <laughs> um, let me just... 1982, he did his last two major pieces of work. He was born in 1911, by the way. Wow. Died in 1993. Wow. Yeah, his last film was Edward Scissorhands. His last major film was Edward Scissorhands. Wow. That is correct. Um, and in 1982, he had two... The thriller appearance and related to Edward Scissorhands. Uh, he was now famously in Tim Burton's short film called Vincent, uh, which was the film that put Tim Burton sort of yeah, on the on map the Disney, of yeah. up and coming young director. Um, he did die in 1993 at the age of 82. Anyone know what the man died of? Cocaine. <laughs> Tuberculosis. His parachute didn't open. <laughs> His opponent's kung fu was strong. Crush. <laughs> crush. My kung fu is crushed under a series of paintings. Yeah, ironically. The irony. One may say he did not survive this brush of death. Damn you, Sears. <laughs> he was in over 100 films, although he never won any major acting awards. Oh, really? Which, in retrospect, seems somehow unfair. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out one of his famous movies, at least for our Vincent Price fans. Um, he was in a film which is sometimes pointed at being pre-Night of the Living Dead, the archetypical zombie Last movie. Last Man on Earth. Ten points for Sean Lynch. Yeah. The Last Man on Earth, 1964. Actually, an Italian production. Um, and it had a, it was released, but I don't know if it was to any great sensation. But... It, and in that movie, they're not actually zombies. Yeah, they're like ghouls or something. Well, anyone else? Vampires? Demons? Vampires. Ah. The zombie disease, the zombie apocalypse of that film is a kind of vampirism. And that's based on Richard Matheson's I Am Legend, right? Bonus points, gold star, Sean ah. Lynch. I Am Legend. Nerd! 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 As Mark Riccadonna would say, sir. Damn nerd! Um, as a digressionary foot point... Which is an expression I've invented and have been using on this podcast. Why not? Um, there have been um, two other major adaptations of the book I Am Legend, besides The Last Man on Earth. Do you know the titles and yeah. stars? Yes. Uh, 19, I want to say 1972, The Omega Man with Charlton Heston. Correct. And uh, uh, 2000, was it that? 2008 or 2009, uh, I Am Legend with Will Smith. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, Will Smith's I Am Legend is the only one of the three films that used the title of the original novel, mm-hmm. which is ironic because it has the least to do with the novel. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the Vincent Price book is very close, or film is very close to the book. Yeah. Yes, it is. 
Well, I bet that's way more Vincent Price trivia than you ever thought you'd get in one. Yeah. <laughs> also, Je- Jesse stole it away, man. That. that was one of the movies I saw, The House of Ushers. I was like, ah, I got it. <laughs> he was in so many great films, yes. man. Mm-hmm. Vincent, my favorite one, he did this real obscure one, like 19, I want to say it was like 1979. He did that one about um, about the Shakespearean actor who got a really bad review in a Shakespeare yes. play, and he went around murdering all the Shakespeare critics. That were <laughs> it's called The Theater of Blood. Yes! Yes! Which the it's he made three movies that were thematically related. The first was Doctor Fives, mm-hmm. which was also like a revenge story. Yeah. But that was themed to Old Testament violence. Okay. So every of his one of his victims was killed in a way reminiscent of deaths in the Old Testament. And then there was a sequel to that, Doctor Fives. I think rises again. Mm. Um, and then the third film, which had nothing to do with that Doctor Fives character, but it was the same. Dr- yeah. Director or same production company? Yeah. Theater of Blood. Theater of Blood was amazing. That's a fantastic film. Well, thanks for I, the spoiler alert. So I guess I'm not seeing those movies. <laughs> oh now. no, you want to see it? We haven't told you how it ends, and even if it did, it wouldn't matter. Okay. I'll tell you. Here's here's an interesting trivia question. <laughs> I, I was a big fan when I was a little kid. I used to watch those like sat like when, when I was a kid. Uh, it was pretty popular. They used to have those Saturday um, afternoon like creature double features mm-hmm. or like. Those horror things, and one of the hosts mm-hmm. of one of the uh, local, and I want to say it's o- Ohio, um, Big John Saturday uh, Saturday afternoon uh, creature double feature uh, mm-hmm. shows was um, the great Goulardi, correct? Who was yeah, yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson's dad, correct? Big Chuck Little John grew up in Lynn, Massachusetts, where I was born. All right, that's kind of neat. That's a six degrees of separation right. story. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm into um, trivia. <laughs> I think that uh, with the rise of movies like Saw, mm. they've sort of peaked now, but yeah. the Dr. Fives is ripe for a remake. Absolutely. And I think Theater of Blood would be a great Broadway musical. Oh, that'd yeah. be oh, that'd be pretty cool. He'd camp it up, yeah. Yes. I'd be Nathan Lane in the Vincent yeah. Price. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bad review. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> um, Jersey blue hairs will flock to that shit. As a... Um, Educator, I've been advised that I sometimes rely too much on constructive criticism and I should be more positive with my students. Mm-hmm. So I have here in my hand a list of 101 random ways to praise a student. And just let me take this opportunity to tell you guys hot dog. <laughs> right. I love 1920s colloquialisms. Now you're on the trolley. <laughs> We're going to move into our next quiz question, okay. which has to do with holidays. And. In a format similar to the last, I'm going to tell you some obscure elements of a well-known holiday until you tell me what the holiday is, and then we find out what you know about this holiday. To begin with, this holiday is sometimes referred to in its most formal context as the Feast of Dedication. Does anyone know what holiday is also known as the Feast of Dedication? In, uh, and what, could you is that a Catholic thing? Yeah, is it a Catholic thing? Well, that's oh, part of Catholic. We use Catholicly. Catholicly? Catholicy. Catholic-y. With a Y. Catholic. Yeah. At least that's what they the told name? me well, the 12 I'm, years I went to Catholic school. Same year, 12 years. So yeah. I'm, yeah. Um, We're all a, bad Catholics, man. Yeah. <laughs> Except for one of us. Is it uh, Easter? Who is bad at something else, but not uh. at <laughs> Um, the actual root word that the name of this holiday is derived from comes from a original language for the word to dedicate. So actually, the name of the holiday literally does mean to dedicate or a dedication. Huh. Um, 3% of the people listening to the sound of my voice right now already know the answer to this, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And since Catholics are a lot more than 3% of the general population, okay. it's probably not a Catholic holiday. Okay. Ramadan? Thanksgiving? Um, the, these, this holiday is derived um, from apocryphal portions of the Bible, by which I mean they are not canonized parts of the usual Bible you would utilize in the Judeo-Christian tradition. Okay. But you know there's like more books that are sometimes associated and are being debated about their authenticity. Uh, so that's called the apocryphal or the apocryphal parts of the Bible. Apocryphal books of the Bible. Anyway, this holiday is derived from one of them. Passover? No, but you're getting closer at least. Oh, you get three so points. Jewy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Just add Y at the end of every religion. <laughs> this um, has to do with an eight-day miracle. Hanukkah. Oh, Hanukkah. Yes. 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 Ten yes. points. Yes. <laughs> um, besides, it is chewy. besides being called <laughs> as am I, <laughs> as besides being called Hanukkah or the Feast of the Dedication, there is one other common nickname for Hanukkah, made famous by Adam Sandler. Eight Crazy Nights. No, but that Chana is uh, <laughs> Eight Crazy Chana Nights Chana is a bottle. Hanukkah. Nope. Uh, well, that's funny though that you would say that. Uh, you said it first. One bonus point for you for saying something funny. A feast of Thank Lights, you. yeah. Correct. A feast of Lights. Ten points for Sean ah. Lynch. All right. Festival of Lights. But you can say Feast of Lights yeah. also. The Festival of Lights. <laughs> Do you know the names of the apocryphal parts of the Bible that it's derived from? Is that like Revelations? Well, Revelations is sort of part of the Bible. Oh, okay. So the apocryphal parts were never Oh, you're talking about the Tom Hanks part of the Bible. Correct. The Tom Hanks part of <laughs> may have been alluded to in any number of the Book Dan of Brown books. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. The Book um, of Mormon? No, book Gen right no. Genesis. No, wait, no, no. Well, uh, let me ask you this. We talked about uh, eight crazy nights. Yep. What is the so-called miracle that lasted eight crazy nights? The oil in the... Lamps? The oil in the lamps. Yeah. That is correct. Although I'm going to, as a teacher, I'm not going to task you. <laughs> what was the lamp, oil in the lamp for? Uh, to Just illuminate light. Uh, <laughs> the cell. I don't know. No. Um, Were they in jail? They were, yeah. jail. It was actually a massage parlor. Drugs. Cash only. Cash only. <laughs> Eight rabbis walk into a drug tank. <laughs> yeah. I really love the sound of this. <laughs> Um, it was to for the rededication of the classical temple. Ah, okay. Um, it was sort of ownership, control of it sort of changed hands over the centuries. Okay. Um, and the name of the book that I was referring to also alludes to the name of um, one of the families involved in the story. Okay. There was like a, a Jewish revolution versus some sort of Roman incursions okay. or policing. And then there was a family. Anyone know the family? Uh, it's not Anne Frank. It's not <laughs> Anne Frank. Not, Ab not Abraham. So the stories are uh, similar now that you mentioned Isaac. it. Isaac. <laughs> Martin Luther King. <laughs> they, um, Isaac. The Maccabees. Oh, the nice. Maccabees. You've heard of the Maccabees. Hanukkah is probably known for uh, three common <laughs> things that even the Gentiles in the audience probably are aware of. Three. Receiving iPads. <laughs> um, no, but celebrating Christmas on the side. Yeah. The idea of Hanukkah food being a gift-giving holiday yes. is a 20th century innovation that is literally meant to give American Jews something similar to Christmas to celebrate in December. Oh, okay. If you go back like centuries, it was not a gift-giving holiday per se. 
Um, just matzo and atonement, I guess. Um, <laughs> dreidels. <laughs> dreidels. <laughs> Ten points for us. Oh, that is the holiday you. where dreidel, Jewish dreidel, children dreidel. play with dreidels. I grew up with a lot of Jewish people. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm a little Jewish. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wondering about your last name, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, no, no, dreidels. Not matzo, actually, but there is another food that is associated with... Okay, ma- if not matzo, then... Uh, gefilte fish. Well, you can eat gefilte fish every day right. if you're a Jewish person. Oh, Actually, man. this particular food you might eat every day if you're a Jewish what person, matzah, too. Um, Borscht? I don't know. Uh, what are the potato pancakes called? Latkes. Latkes with? Uh, sour cream. You can put sour cream <laughs> on them. That's actually not a wrong answer. I'll give you one point for sour cream. Okay. Uh, but, but applesauce is the most common uh, thing that you put on it. Okay. Um, and my students listening at home will be glad to know that I have a great recipe for applesauce when I make homemade latkes. I also make homemade applesauce. Right on. Not for religious reasons. It's just delicious. Just fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it is just delicious. Pan fried latkes. Besides dreidels, latkes, and gift giving, there is one other food that is associated with Manischewitz? Hanukkah, no. Oh, no. Uh, I never shout that. out random Jewish things for Locks a while. Lots of me. There's Jewish Scott. things up on the wall. Hey, it is! <laughs> ah, I ordered anyway. this scooped. Uh, chocolate coins. Oh, yeah. Which is something called chocolate gelt. <laughs> chocolate gelt, chocolate scoops. I ordered this scoops. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course, uh, for um, bad Catholics, mm, yes. you now know as much about Hanukkah as most bad yes. Jews do. So you're coming along in your spiritual upbringing. Wow. It doesn't say anything in the Torah about being awful to waiters and waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> it does. There is a verse. And so it was that Rivka made, made the waitress rent her garment. You know, Sean Lynch. Yes. The great wagon wit Oscar Wilde once said, there is no sin except stupidity. Mm. So I'm glad that you came to our church today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to repent. Get the backhand from Jaffe on that We one. are um, almost at the part of the class where I calculate your grades and determine the winner of today's classroom prize. But before okay. I do, I'd like to give you all one more chance all to right. improve your grades in the form of extra credit. Okay. So I'm going to give you an extra credit topic, and you are going to tell us something interesting that you know about this topic. Okay. Today's extra credit topic is American history. Ooh. Oh my God! Excellent, <laughs> Jesse. You said excellent. Do you have a nice factoid about American history you'd like to share with the class? Uh, yes. Uh, Benjamin Franklin was in fact a ladies' man, and uh, they had to actually have people like like a security group follow him around in case he got too drunk and gave away revolutionary secrets to ladies <laughs> who were actually spies. Nice. Yes. Let me tell you something, that key on the kite wasn't the only key to people's hearts. Yeah, the man was a lover. Do you know what's funny? You know who's perfect for doing a Benjamin Franklin biopic right now? It's Chevy Chase. Did you see him at that? <laughs> he looks like Benjamin Franklin. I was like, man, make it a positive, Chevy. You got another movie in you. Well, yeah. Now, Franklin also spent a lot of time in France. Yes. Which I think go- coincides with this hobby of his you've oh, brought up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he loved sense. horn, that Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesse, that's a very interesting fact. You've set quite a high bar for Melissa and Sean. All right. What factoids about American history do you have? To amend Jesse's trivia, I would like to, to, to ask, what is the ailment that Playboy uh, Benjamin Franklin suffered from for most of the latter quarter of his life? 
He suffered from it so badly that he once wrote a short play about it. Whoa. <laughs> that is actually He was right. an author on top of all that stuff. Oh, he, he, was, was, a, he was a comedy. He was a real Renaissance man. Yeah. I'm not going to say herpes, but I'm thinking. Herpes. <laughs> 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 I was assuming syphilis. <laughs> Crabs. Can I say the answer? <laughs> yes. What is the answer? Gout. Gout. Ah. <laughs> he, gout. Wrote, he wrote a play where it was just him talking with his gout. <laughs> it's actually like really funny. <laughs> I was like, man, he really was like that. He was an interesting cat, that guy. Man. Oh yes. So what, hey, aren't you gonna run for president? Nah, I got this new the, thing. Gout. It's gout. a great musical. Yeah, it's gonna be a hit. It's gonna yeah. keep me. I got the sugar foot. <laughs> yeah, I told my manager to just cancel it. And <laughs> Melissa, surely you know something about American history. I do a little bit. Well, I just had a fun fact to go. You know, I don't want. Ben Franklin to sound like, you know, a big old floozy. Um, <laughs> I think Pocahontas, was she not a prostitute? Are you asking me or are you asserting this? I am assertively asking. I think I was told that at one point. I'm not positive that it's true, but I like thinking that maybe I had a prostitute-themed birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, for the purposes of your question, I'm certain that your birthday party was prostitute-themed. Right. Whatever was also that's, going well, on. That, that's Whatever almost unrelated. That's why, not, why were you seeing oh, blowing all the colors of the wind? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked that reading. Although there was sort of like a direct-to-video sequel, the main Pocahontas film which is about her in right. the New World, mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. her land being invaded, as it right. were. She actually spent most of the rest of her life in Europe. Oh, and yeah. that's how she became kind of a folk hero, talking to people in London and other parts of Europe. And getting paid to have sex. Well, her husband was again. Ralph something. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> Ralph, this Ralph Standish? This something I made up? <laughs> what? Maybe I made this up. I don't think I made it up, but I think I was told at one point that she was a lady of the night. I know when uh, John Smith came uh, to right. the New Land, he was like, she was like, uh, like in her, not in her teens yet, but then yes. she went she over was to young, England, like, and she got... <laughs> 12, 13, 14 years old, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And she and Smith were never, never properly yeah. married. I don't know what their friendship was, but I think she, he escorted her back to the New World as this... That's where the term escort Trophy. came from. Yes, actually. Yeah. So she was the first escort. Cool. Look at John and then, Smith, everybody. Stop it! And then, of course, Sacagawea were escorting people all over. Sacagawea was the best escort. Of course, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, Sacagawea was a hoe? No, real? Well, she was she escorted Lewis and Clark, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 She got a lot of attention. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for your extra credit tidbits. Oh, we'll we'll sure. fact check them all later. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but as I finished calculating your grades, I noticed that the student sitting on the right of me is a third-degree black belt wearing a gi. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, he receives today's golden banana. Yeah! Yay! Congratulations, Jesse Huber. Jesse. Wow. <laughs> so it just remains for me to thank today's students. Jesse. Thank you. Thank you. And Felissa. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And Sean. I'll be back for that golden banana. <laughs> you take it from me, Sean. I ain't sitting down. down. You take it from me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the very beginning of my Gold Star Classroom is written and produced by Jerry Jaffe. Our producer and engineer is Steven Gutierrez. Original music composed and produced by Jeff Geddert. Mr. Geddert is also our assistant producer. All commentary and opinions expressed by guests of Gold Star Classroom are meant for entertainment purposes only. For Gold Star Classroom, I'm Jerry Jaffe.